Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we got some breaking news. Wandy Peralta has just signed with the Padres. He's a left-handed relief pitcher. And as we know, apparently apparently this year you cannot get too many relievers. Padres got a lot of needs. Uh, we talked about the last time they signed the bullpen arm. We said, you know, I, th- I think they're all done signing, signing bullpen arms. Not the case. Uh, it seems that they're not really going to look to find a left-handed starter in the free agent market. I don't know how you feel about that, Chase. I'm kind of giving up. It makes it it may, has made it seem like they're ra- they would rather have a more dominant like lefty bullpen and have no lefty starters. That's what it kind of looks like right now. Um, before we start breaking down Peralta and kind of who he is and the contract and everything, I want to say one thing because Chase, you're here, I'm here. We are 49er fans. The 49ers are going to be in the Super Bowl. So shout out Dan Campbell for uh, for going for it on fourth down twice, completely tanking that game away because if we're being honest, the 49ers comeback was more of just the Lions shooting themselves in the foot and more specifically Dan Campbell doing it. So one shout out the Niners. We're both big Niner fans. Maybe we'll do something for the Super Bowl. It just kind of depends when our work is, if we have enough time beforehand. But with all that said, talking baseball, talking, talking Padres baseball, What's your takeaway from this move? And I, I think we should get into the the pros of Peralta and kind of more about him, and then also just like where the Potters are at in free agency. But Chase, off the off the bat, like, what do you think about the about Wendy, uh, Wandy Peralta? It seems like you can't get enough bullpen guys. I mean, I thought we were solid before, but it just kind of solidifies the bullpen even more. We kind of know that was kind of a weaker point of the team last year, and it kind of cost us some games. Like if we didn't blow out. A team, you know, we were kind of like, hey, our starters led the ER, uh, MLB in ERA. The bullpen did not really hold up their end of the bargain. They had some rough patches. They, you know, blew some games, some close games where the Padres only needed to win. And, you know, he addressed it. We have now two or three guys that could potentially be closers and just kind of rotate throughout that. You have Wandy Peralta, who's a solid guy. He's up there in age, but we got him for the next four years with three opt-out contracts on a cheaper deal. Uh, He has really good numbers against lefties. His righties numbers kind of alter from year to year. Uh, I was trying to figure out if he was a better home or away pitcher, but it literally looks like it just depends on the year. Last year, he had really bad home numbers, but really good away numbers. But the year before that, he had really good home numbers and really bad away splits. Uh, the one thing that's kind of been consistent is that he's a little bit better towards lefty than he is righties, but some years he's better against righties than others. Um, he has a high velocity fastball, mainly uses a changeup as a secondary. He'll occasionally throw a show me slider just so, you know, Hey, you know, I still have this pitch. Don't just try to sit change up or, uh, fastball. Uh, when you look at a savant, it's mostly red. Um, the one thing that is a little bit of a concern for me is that last year his walk rate was 13.7%. As you can see, it's bottom fourth percentile in the entire MLB. His expected ERA is always going to be like that because he has a really high FIP, but he always outperforms it, which I know some people like FIP, some people hate FIP, but that's going to bring his expected ERA down. Uh, his hard rate percentage and hard hit percentage and everything above that, it's Beautiful. We'd love to see the red on that. His ground ball percentage is phenomenal, and I think that is where it's going to play to the Padres' strengths really well. We have such an athletic infield and great fielders everywhere that having a guy with a 57.1% ground ball rate is insane. So 
not really too worried about anything else. He doesn't need to strike out a lot of guys as long as he keeps that ground ball rate percentage anywhere near it's at. He's going to thrive in San Diego just because of the defense of the infield, and he can play to his strengths. Yeah, so I, I think – I'll say this. I think he's going to be good this year. I think he's going to be a solid pitcher. I think his kind of metrics and everything – I think that if you look at it, it's like, okay, yeah, he's probably going to perform well in Petco. He's probably going to perform well for the Padres. Hey, I, I like that the Padres are building through a bullpen. You know, like, I mean, we saw, like, they have a they have the most pitcher-friendly park in the sport. It makes sense to kind of go that route. Um, but the only thing that I'm kind of wondering about is this This deal doesn't really make any sense. And, like, that's why I don't, I don't really like the signing. I'll be honest with you guys. And I'm saying that. Because I I like Peralta. I, I like what he's going to bring. I like bringing in a lefty if you're kind of looking at it from the pitching side of everything. Like, all right, you don't really have – you don't have a lefty starter. So if you're going to have to, like, have a bunch of bullpen ar- like lefty bullpen arms, that makes sense. You know, you don't want to tap into a, an, a very overpriced starting pitching market where Nick Martinez got, like, $13 million a year. I, I get all that, right? My problem is his contract is a four-year contract. He's making, making $16 million total. Not that big, right? $4 million a year. Well, it's AJ Preller Classic. There's three opt-outs in the deal. I don't I didn't get exactly didn't see exactly what they were for. I would assume it's whatever AJ Preller contract is where the player can opt out every time. And I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I would be very surprised if it's not built like that because all of them have, have basically been built like that. So you're gonna give this guy all the leverage. He's 32 years old. Say he's good next year, right? This contract could still be really bad for the Padres. That's the problem. Like not like really bad, but it just could not work out. Because there's not a whole lot of upside in having this dude when he's 35 years old, right? He's going to be 32 this year, 33, 34, 35. 34, 35, he could bring you absolutely nothing, and you pay him a little over $4 million both those years. And then you're looking, and you're like, why do we always have guys like this? Well, that's what's that's what the Padres have done in the bullpen all the time, dude. That like That's what's happened. Drew Pomeranz, Craig Stammen, you know, like, there's been so many names where it's like, okay, they signed this guy, and then it doesn't work out because they signed him for, like, this deal that's kind of expensive. So that's what I don't like about it. Also, the other thing is, we have the Potters have half a lineup right now. <laughs> like, if you're going to be signing guys, we just talked about what's not a need. Bullpen isn't a need. Like, I get the depth. I understand that argument to it. But if we're pulling up and we got Jose Azucar playing like left field, not even center, because they don't have anyone, or you know, like, we, like we don't we don't know what it's going to look like. It this lineup might just suck. And if your lineup sucks, they're not going to be good. It's going to it's going to be different than last year, but that's still an issue. So that's that's my problem with it is like why is 4 million dollars if the budget is 15 or 20 million dollars, shouldn't that be going into the lineup that looks that's desperate for someone right now instead of banking on like three spots to just like, hey, hopefully it works out. Cuz right now they don't have a DH. Jake Cronenworth is your first baseman, but he's not going to be your first baseman to start the year if Manny's out. So you don't have a first baseman then. And then you'd have two outfield spots that you have no one to play, really. Like, you can put guys in there, but they're going to be replaceable or below replaceable level players. That's not good. That's not what, like, that's not where they should be spending their money. So that's the part that confuses me. Now, if they go out and they sign a couple guys and it works out, sure, that's that works. But they haven't done that. And today's what? Is today February? No, tomorrow's February. Season is getting close, guys. The season is getting really close. So that's my issue with it. I'm like, are they ever going to build out a lineup, or is it just going to be like, hey, we're going to cross our fingers and hope that the pitching carries us? And 
if this team is, you know, hanging around at the, at the all-star break, like, you know, we're going to make a move, which that's what I think where they're at right now. But also like, why not try to get a bat? Why not try to get someone instead of like, just, it's like a luxury at this point to add another bullpen arm. And also one that it can end up costing you 8 million over the next couple of years where it's like, well, shoot, like that's what we talked about Matt Carpenter this year, right? That was the same conversation. Oh, now we pay Matt Carpenter's 5 million. And when the Potters are spending a bunch of money, it's like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But when they're up against that, where they're like, we have no money. We we don't know what the budget is. The budget seems so low. That's when you're like, why is this the move? So that's my question there. Um, but with all that said, I do think Peralta is a pretty good fit. Uh, like like Chase was saying, mostly change up basketball, like 85% of the time, that's what he throws. Um, his stuff is pretty pretty nasty he got a lot of movement on both those pitches um and he's good especially for lefty on lefty matchups and he's gonna build make this bullpen really deep i mean i the bullpen should be really good this year that, that's my takeaway the bullpen should be really good if it's not really good then we have a whole nother issue but i'm expecting this bullpen to really carry this team honestly um gonna be the bullpen in your star players that's what it looks like but you still need to build out a lineup that's that's my issue with this move because they are still yet to do that and you still have glaring holes in the offense. Um, so that's that's why I don't like it. I, I I don't like it. And so that's kind of my overall thoughts. But Chase, you think I'm overreacting to that? Like you think that's too much? Or do you think that's a fair complaint right now? I think that's a fair complaint. Uh, I've been begging for a lefty starter since I think we've both been begging for a lefty starter. Hell, we even made a lefty starter video where we named three guys. And, of course, one of them went to the Dodgers, which, you know, lefty starter going to the Dodgers after a down year. Hmm. How, what, what does this sound like? Oh, yeah, Tyler Anderson all over again, just older. Terrified. James Paxton is about to have a career year, and that's the one guy I wanted the most because, you know, his peripherals are still really good despite, you know, him being 33 years old. He's going to the Dodgers, and, yeah, he might get hurt, but he's going to have a career year somewhere in there. Um, I the, the lineup is still very, very much sketchy. Um you could sign like Garrett Cooper as a potential DH first baseman. You know, he's going to be a cheaper option, but it really looks like it might be the Jackson Merrill, the Graham Pauly, and I'm forgetting one last outfielder in there, but it might be just Marcy. those two coming up. Yeah, Marcy. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, but I was like, that ah, doesn't sound right. But yeah, it could be one of those three guys, you know, hey, they're going to give him a shot. Uh, Graham Pauly's been really good. Um, Jackson Merrill's been knocking at the doors for a minute, kind of cleared the way for him. Uh, he might be playing third to begin the year and just have Kim at second and then Crony, or Kim at short, Crony at second. But then, you know, Manny and his elbow, he's probably going to be DH. You don't really have a first baseman. That's where Garrett Cooper could come in and play first. And then, you know, Grand Polly can be there. Yeah, but then you're running Ozokar in center and Tatis in right. Yeah, that, that lineup, man. You got you got to do you got to provide some depth to that lineup. It could be just replacement level guys at this point, and it's just needed depth because we don't know what these minor league guys are going to come in and do. You can't bank your entire future right now on hey, you know what? Let's have ho let's hope they uh, pull a Corbin Carroll and <laughs> or an MVP and Rookie of the Year candidate. Now, don't get me wrong, I want these guys who make an impact but at the same time there's too many holes in the lineup to be like okay we're giving three of these guys a shot and hopefully two of them work out also they're super young 
like Marcy was in double A last year, he had 50 at bats. <laughs> like, all right, dude, that's not really where do you like, that's like as much as like Solace had. Um, and like Jackson Merrill's like, yeah, like he could come up, but more expected like he would be like a September call up. That's more of what his ETA actually is than like, yeah, let's just throw him out there this year. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if this like we'll see what happens. Like if these guys look really good in spring, it's like, yeah, then that works. And I, and I think that's what they're going to do at this point. I think what we're going to see is them just kind of, we're going to go in the spring suit we have and try to sign like platoon level players and guys like that, which to be fair, us and Isaac were texting about this earlier. That's what they did in 2022. And then they made some trades at the deadline because their pitching was good and their bullpen kept them in games. And Manny Machado put the team on his back every single night and was insane that year. If you're like, hey, we need that from Manny and Tatis this year. I mean, it's not the worst idea. And like there's there are organizations that are in a worse spot. I'm not Chase, I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go that <laughs> I, You know what I mean? No, like I, if I, you're gonna I, I know I get what you mean. Like I just it. hate that line of thinking. I just hate that line of thinking. It's also like, yeah, well, this worked because, once. Because <laughs> let's let's look at what we have to deal with being in the NL. Let's look at the Dodgers team. Shohei, Betts, Freeman, uh, Outman. There's Max Muncy might have, might make a comeback player of the year. Um, their starting rotation back. is still filthy. They just signed Yamamoto. Next year, they're going to have Otani. They still... Their bullpen's still good. And then let's look at the Braves. Let's look at what we have with the Braves. Austin Riley, Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Michael Harris, Sean Murphy. And then look at our look at our lineup. And you it's I mean, not even to mention teams like the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. I didn't want to bring in the Phillies to this. <laughs> but the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks. Like the Diamondbacks are in a good spot. Yep. The Giants are gonna like the Padres are more like the Giants level than like the other teams that are like the top teams in the NL now. That's what you're looking at. It's like, yeah, you yeah. can bank on that. Like, this is kind of the thing, like just like scraping by into the playoffs is just not what you want to do. And the reason that the Padres have been doing that, like this these past couple years where they have like collapses and aren't as good, it's because they they didn't set themselves up to succeed. Like they had like studs and duds, and that's what they're doing again. So I get it, Chase. I'm just saying that's that's like I guess what the thought process is, you know. I guess, <laughs> but that's why I said I don't like the move. I, I don't like it. I want them to. I want them to go after bats. I want them to have a better lineup because that was that was the issue last year. Is they didn't bring guys in. Now the bullpen was also the issue, but now you don't have this nearly as good of a starting rotation. So it's like okay, well you have to put that into play with how this functions. Like this team is significantly worse right now, significantly worse and. And everyone else in the pretty much everyone else in the NL got better, so it's like, well, shoot, that's not that's not ideal. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Chase, you got anything else about this signing? About your your current yeah. thoughts? Good good signing, but uh, we could have used that money somewhere else. That's a little bit more important. Yeah, and that's kind of my overall takeaway with this. It's like it's not like it's a bad signer. We think he's not going to be good, but it's like it's the weird contract which you see all the time, and it's burned them in the past, and it's like. We don't have a lineup, man. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Peralta is a beast. Uh, we'll be talking about a couple other things. We are going to be talking about Hassan Kim and, you know, kind of 
the pros and cons of trading him now. And if that's a realistic thing, because we talked about it a while back and I think that not that it's like, Oh, that's going to happen. But I think that it, we're seeing like that could be definitely an avenue that they explore. Um, so we're going to talk about that later this week. We might have something else about some prospects just because the prospects are, you know, that's going to be a big thing about the Padres season this year. That's what, it, at least right now, that's what it looks like. So that's kind of where we're at uh, for, for episodes. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we see some more moves. Hopefully we do see them go after a couple outfielders. Uh, we've seen some guys sign. We saw who is it, Gallo Jock was signed. Like we've seen some names go. Um, so that outfield list is getting smaller by the day. Um, and the season is right around the corner. So it's going to, it's going to, you know, it's going to be big. They're going to need to make a couple moves before we actually see like what's going on um, with what this lineup looks like. Cause I don't, I don't think we have that answer yet. I, I definitely don't, but it's like, okay, well, it's not really going to look much better than what it looks like right now. And I think that's, that's the biggest concern for this team. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what Preller ends up doing. But thank you all for listening. Uh, and let us know what you think about this Peralta signing. Thanks.